This podcast is sponsored by Blue Butterfly, the go-to cocktail bar and place to meet on Earl Street, Maidstone. Bluebutterfly.co.uk. Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Nicola Everett. Hello, hope you're okay on Tuesday, September the 14th. Thanks ever so much for downloading today's podcast. We've got plenty coming up, including details on a weather warning you need to be aware of. And we're going to be chatting to Kent's youngest drag queen. But first today, we've had details from the government on how they plan to deal with COVID over the winter. It's hoped the measures will prevent the country from having to go into another lockdown, which is being seen as a last resort. The measures include booster COVID jabs being offered to the over 50s, the clinically vulnerable, those in care homes and frontline health and social care workers. But if that doesn't work, Health Secretary Sajid Javid says there is another option. The plan before the House today is our plan A, a comprehensive plan to steer this country through the autumn and winter. But we've seen how quickly this virus can adapt and change. So we have prepared a plan B of a contingency measures that we can call upon only if they are needed and supported by the data to prevent unsustainable pressure on the NHS. These measures would be communicating clearly and urgently to the public the need for caution, legally mandating face coverings in certain settings. And whilst we're not going ahead with mandatory vaccine-owning COVID status certification now, we'll be holding that power in reserve. As well as these three steps, we'd we'd consider a further measure of asking people to work from home if they can for a limited time if that is supported by the data. He's also been questioned by Tunbridge Wells MP Greg Clark. Is my friend aware that the likely course of the pandemic is that more and more people, vaccinated or not, are likely to be infected by COVID, but the levels of protection from the vaccines will keep them from serious disease? So will he say something about the triggers for any future lockdown or other restrictions and confirm that the expected increase in the transmission of COVID will not be among them? Mr Speaker, my right honourable friend is, is right about, the, of course, the importance of uh, vaccines. And uh, in terms of uh, any potential triggers... Um, I think one thing I would highlight, Mr. Speaker, that I haven't mentioned uh, uh, so far uh, today in public is, is the importance of uh, being uh, on guard against a, your future variants, but especially if there is ever a variant that is a, let's say, a vaccine escape variant. No one uh, can rule that out. Uh, that is why uh, our surveillance system is so important. But in, in that situation, I think the government would uh, have to take further action. We couldn't say what that action would be today, but that is the kind of risk that we need to be on guard. Well, we've been asking on our socials today what measures you'd be happy with to avoid another lockdown. On Twitter, Rich Turner says masks, ventilation, two metre distancing, and most importantly, universal basic income so that people don't feel compelled to travel or work in unsafe environments. Elifter Wolf has added mask wearing in enclosed spaces and public transport and actually enforce the above. Extended school holidays and better public messaging. Ian Wright says on Facebook, 
compulsory masks on public transport. Wendy Lambert also says face masks in shops and on public transport and sensible social distancing. It's not a big ask. But Suzanne Marie Davis says nothing. It's time to move on. Stop using a virus to control everyone's human rights. We can still have your say by commenting on our socials. Plus, we'll have more reaction to the winter plan for dealing with COVID on the lowdown on our Facebook Live tonight from 6. Meantime, it's been confirmed children in Kent aged 12 to 15 should be offered a first dose of the Pfizer coronavirus vaccine. Invitations will start being sent out in England next week and jabs will be administered in schools if parents give their consent. It's hoped it'll help reduce disruption to students' learning and Professor Martin Michaelis from the University of Kent says it's a good idea for teenagers to get it. When you think about it, at the moment with the high numbers that we have, you have basically the choice of becoming infected with COVID-19 after you've had your vaccine or without the vaccine. And I think that's a prudent decision. And finally, linked to COVID today, it's emerged more than 150,000 patients awaiting several weeks for hospital treatment in Kent. Average waiting times for operations were about 10 weeks between April and June, according to the latest NHS data. It comes as the number of COVID hospital admissions across the county have jumped from 111 to 167 over the last seven days. That's the highest levels recorded recorded since March. Kent Online News. Other top stories for you today, and a man's been found guilty of throwing dangerous chemicals into the face of another man who tried to stop him beating a woman in the street in Dover. The victim suffered burns to his eyes and breathing complications after stepping in to break up the assault in Mayfield Gardens in November 2019. 25-year-old Isaac Kigundu from Priory Road in East Ham will be sentenced later this year. Questions have been asked over whether Border Force have been performing training exercises in the English Channel to turn asylum seeker boats back to France. Channel Rescue, which carries out patrols along the coast, say they've witnessed jet skis circling a dinghy filled with people while Border Force vessels remain close by. It comes after the Home Secretary sanctioned pushback tactics. The Home Office says all procedures are done in accordance with the law. New figures show the number of people claiming out-of-work benefits in Kent has gone down again. Just over 55,800 people were unemployed in the county last month. That's about 1,400 fewer than in July, but it's still around 22,000 more than pre-pandemic levels. Climate change protesters who caused major disruption on the M25 yesterday are threatening to take more action unless the government listens. There were long delays during the morning rush because of demonstrations at the Swanley Inn interchange and Dartford Crossing. At least 78 people were arrested. Theo Simon is from Insulate Britain, the group responsible. So what Insulate Britain are saying is that the government needs to get on with insulating the housing stock in Britain and we intend to keep taking this action until we get a response from them that they plan to start this work. We need to eliminate fuel poverty by insulating every home in Britain. We need to create the work, the long-term work in that sector and we need to cut our emissions not just in theory not just with promises in the future but actually to do something there was a lot of frustration understandably from motorists you know the people who are doing this don't expect it to be popular but what i think would be popular and this is all that matters is if we actually did something concrete to stop emissions and to end fuel poverty which kills thousands of people every year the kent online podcast with blue butterfly l street maidstone 
A search is underway for whoever's been pelting homes and vehicles in New Romney with beans, eggs and sausages. Yep, sounds very bizarre, but at Kent Online you can see pictures of the mess and damage that it's caused. Two pensioners were among those targeted on Joseph's Way. A Kent MP has revealed how she avoids the bars in Parliament as she doesn't think it's right to drink while at work. Tracy Crouch, who represents Chatham and Aylesford, says she's seen a number of people going through the lobbies reeking of booze. She also claims some colleagues have missed votes or voted the wrong way because of alcohol. Work is underway on a £15 million business park in Medway that's aiming to attract leading technology and science firms. The Innovation Park project is said to be a key part of boosting the economy in the towns, with it bringing new jobs and opportunities for training when it opens at Rochester Airport. The 24-acre site will be home to 34 plots, offering facilities for research and development. We're being warned there could be travel disruption in Kent because of heavy rain. A yellow weather warning has come into force across the county and will last until nine this evening. The Met Office says it could cause some flooding. Kent Online reports. Kent's youngest drag queen has revealed how he was inspired by RuPaul's Drag Race UK and his friends at school think it's great. Miles Pullman started putting on makeup when he was about five and he's now done his first performance in front of a huge crowd at Canterbury Pride. The 12-year-old from Broadstairs calls himself Miss OTT and reckons it could lead to a career. Well, I've been chatting to Miles and his mum, Nicola. I've kind of been doing drag like properly for about two years and on Margate Pride I got my first drag performance at Sundowners. And then so, um, one of the drag queens there asked me to be in um, on Canterbury Pride. And that's just how I kind of like got to Canterbury Pride. Which is amazing. I mean, Sundowners itself is, is a fab venue, isn't it? And to get spotted and kind of asked to go along. When did you yeah. kind of get to know, because you're 12, aren't you? Yeah. So when was it that you kind of thought, actually, this is something I really want to do? Did you used to experiment, so like putting on the makeup and stuff? Yeah, I did a lot when I was younger. He's had makeup since he could, before he could talk properly. <laughs> He's literally always delved in a makeup bag or wanted makeup. Yeah. But um, but the drag thing come about with the RuPaul started. Yeah. I think the UK version of um, RuPaul, I think that was yeah. when Miles then found his his thing yeah you must have been so proud to see him on stage at the weekend oh it was amazing yeah because it's you, when your children sort of like things and all that and you always go forward and you, you you encourage whatever they're into be it football or dancing or whatever but um yeah he, he managed to get himself a little spot at sundowners and he, he just absolutely loved it and so yeah he was really proud to see him stand up there and then uh, in front of a few thousand people on Saturday. You've got five boys, is that right? Five boys, yeah. Miles being the youngest. And yeah. I presume they, they all have different talents. How important do you think it is for parents to, to let children express themselves and, and kind of explore those talents that they've got? I think it's very important. I, basic, I mean, it's not all about money and things like that. It's just making sure your children are happy doing what they, doing what they want to be doing. That's all supporting it, whether it be an extra lipstick or standing in the freezing cold watching the football or in the snow and everything it's one of those you you just want to make you make sure your kids are happy because they have they've got to grow up yet so let them enjoy their childhood and uh, wherever it leads to that wherever it leads from there is a uh, it's them as they grow older and tell me a little bit about at school then do people know what you do yeah so basically all everyone knows what I do at school and everything and what do they make of it 
they just don't really care. They just say, just do whatever you want to do, really. They don't really care if I want to be a drag queen or if I want to play football. They just like, just be yourself, really. That's amazing. That's absolutely fantastic. And can you tell us a little bit about Miss OTT and where that name came from? Well, I just came downstairs one day and I told my mum a dragon name, which I made up, but it wasn't really the best one. And then she um, told, she just gave me the idea of Miss OTT and I just instantly fell in love with it and just started using yeah. it. Because you normally are over the top about everything at home. Yeah, yeah. We did say we noticed that you were obviously dancing in trainers at the weekend. When are the heels <laughs> going to come in? <laughs> uh, well, we have. He does wear heels. He, he has got a, um, a number of heels, different selection, colours and heights. But I think the heels are. We took the heels off on the on the uh, grass, didn't you? Because yeah. it was at this clock and I pulled the heels. But for dancing, just at the moment, as it is a uh, the. the pimped up trainers you've got <laughs> yeah you can also see video of miles in action at kentonline.co.uk kent tennis star emma Raducanu has joined the likes of kim kardashian weston jennifer lopez on the red carpet at new york's met gala the 18 year old from bromley secured an invite to fashion's biggest night of the year after she made history by winning the u.s open on saturday now this sounds like something you probably see on grand designs three former churches near ashford have gone up for auction the ex-chapel in ruckinch has already been turned into a a one-bedroom detached home, while the other two in Y and Headcorn could be converted for residential use. We've got pictures of all three on the website. And a software developer from Kent is among the contestants in this year's Great British Bake Off. 28-year-old Tom is said to be a keen runner and is involved in amateur dramatics and singing. Judges Paul Hollywood and Prue Leith are warning online trolls not to abuse the stars, though, after Laura Adlington from Gravesend was targeted on social media last year. The series starts next Tuesday. Ken online sport. Following Emma Raducanu's stunning victory at the US Open, another young tennis player from Kent is hoping to follow in her footsteps. Ben Gusick won from Canterbury was named under-18 LTA Player of the Year in 2020, the same year Emma took the female title. He was also the first British boy since Andy Murray to win the Orange Bowl event in Florida. Well, Ben was on the lowdown last night, along with Vanessa Webb from Kent Tennis. They were chatting to Ollie. Tell us what it was like watching Emma take that win on Saturday. Today. Yeah, it was just, well, I couldn't believe it when she took it. It's just amazing. Uh, I was so happy for her as well. You know, you watch uh, a lot of tennis anyway, being so into the sport. But did you find that, you know, your some of your friends and people that aren't always into it as much as you have been talking about it and getting involved in it as well? Yeah, well, my friends all at school were like, oh, my gosh, it's Emma Raducanu. She's like, yeah, just it's amazing, really. It's, it's, you know, it's hard to remember for a while. I think, you know, the last time that there was a... A figure in the sport so big I mean I suppose Vanessa was the the last person that was kind of you know we talked about this much in the sport I suppose that would have been Andy Murray would it would it have been yeah and I mean look at the um phenomenon of, of that I mean that brought a lot of players into the sport it was one of the best things for British tennis for a long time obviously with the, the Wimbledon win being the first man in like over 70 odd years and equally with the Davis Cup win in 2015 and that, I mean, tennis was booming after the success of that. And hopefully it's going to have the same effect this time with Emma. And ben, we were just talking before you joined about um, about how uh, what it's like to sort of balance working hard at your sport, but at the same time making sure your academic studies don't slip. I mean, how do you find it balancing all those things on a weekly basis? Yeah, well, it's, it's quite tough to like keep keep going with all the schoolwork, but I think I'm managing to keep up. Yeah, it's a lot of work, but 
I think it's worth it. How often do you, I mean, how often are you on the court as well? I think people always find that interesting when, you know, when someone's working so hard at one thing. Well, I think I'll play like five times a week, but it's like, it's like, yeah, it's a day, like two hours a day, I think, or something like that, roughly, but I'm not really sure. But it's just hard to keep up with schoolwork and getting it, like doing the training and get back home, doing homework and everything. It's just, yeah. Well, I mean, it sounds like it's paying off, bearing in mind what you've done so far. And you know, congratulations to that. Um, um, what, what do you see in your future then? Is, are, you, are you kind of gunning for professional tennis? That's what you're going for? Yeah, um, hopefully. Yeah, I just want to become like Emma. And the Kent FA says more referees have quit after facing another weekend of abuse, including one being punched in the face. The organisation's calling for action following a huge decline in match officials this season amid a rise in verbal abuse, violence and threats on social media. Well, that's all for today. Thanks ever so much for listening. Don't forget you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Plus, you can subscribe to the IM News app and that will give you access to all KM Group newspapers. It's straightforward to do just head to kentonline.co.uk forward slash subscribe news you can trust this is the kent online podcast this podcast is sponsored by blue butterfly the go-to cocktail bar and place to meet on earl street maidstone bluebutterfly.co.uk